looked it up because I, I, I wanted to be clever. And it says here, the ability to have an effect on someone or something. To have an effect on, it, it, it affects people's decisions. It can impact their behavior and even change their character, the influence. And then the other word, impact, similar, but it means lasting effect. And it's, it's more about the impression that's left. So for something to make an impression, it has to have contact. So there's times where we're going to come into contact with people and the impact at the time may seem like it's a little bit, you know, but at the end of the day, it's the Spirit of God working things out. You know, I've been looking at, we've been influenced, you think you've been influenced since the day you were born. You know, since the day we were born, we get influenced. Nature versus nurture. Have you heard of that? So that's, you know, nature is our biological and genetic traits that God gives us, you know, that we have in us. But the nurture is how that's brought out, the environment that we're in, you know what I mean? And that can have a big impact, that can change, you know, like you think about it, your, the environmental factors around us, you know, like even the environment you're brought up in. So it's like the country that you're born in makes a difference. You know, the culture that you're involved in makes a difference. The family, you know, your upbringing makes a difference. Your friends make a difference. Hey, remember, every mum that I've known says, choose your friends wisely. I remember with my mum, she used to say to me, you, you know, she used to say, oh, it's friends. His friends are so bad. They're so naughty, you know, they're getting him in trouble. And then they, she finally realised that um, my friends were okay. <laughs> it was me. You know what I mean? Easily influenced. But, you know, every, every person says, hey, about the friend, and it's so true, especially for young people, because the moment young people start getting older and into those teenage years, that balance of power starts to change. They start to be able to make more decisions. They start to be having more, you know, and the influences that are coming at them, there's far more outside in the world than there is around us because there's more time spent in the world. They're out there. Schools are having an influence and an impact. And, and to be honest with you, this is, this is just how I see it. Schools are starting to overstep their mark as well on their authority. So that means that our kids, our kids need even more to know and understand the authority that comes from God, the influence that God has. You know, and I know for a fact, I've seen hundreds of young people over the years have an impact here from God, and it changed their lives totally. Come in here and be influenced, you know, but we need this. This is what we need at the moment, you know, is, is, is the influence of what? The influence of parents, of whanau, of God, you know, of the word. That's the influence we need. You know, I, there was a study done, and they did this for 30 years. This blew me away. 30-year study on twins, okay? And so they got a whole load of twins, and they studied them. And there was two of them at the end of the 30 years that they went and they did their case study on. One of them had been, uh, so, so, sorry, hang on, let me set the context for that. So the father was an alcoholic, and um, he was raising the kids. He was a, he's a pretty bad man. Um, he was extremely violent, very drunk. And so these boys were brought up in this environment. But one of them, one of them turned out to be a doctor. One of them went on to be very successful. He raised the family, bought a house. He was a doctor. He was living a great life. The other twin... The twin, this is not just a sibling, this is a twin, ended up going down the, into drugs and crime and ended up in jail. So at the end of this 30 years study, they had one brother who was 
a doctor and seemed to be fairly successful. And one guy who ended up being a drug addict and a criminal ended up in jail. When they interviewed these, the sons, they both had the same answer. They both answered, with a father like mine, what would you expect? So you have one guy who says, well, if my father's like that, he's going to influence me to be like that. And the other son says, with a father like that, it influenced me not to be like him. Make sense? See, the thing about it is it's not always the environment we're in. In spite of circumstances, things can change. You know, sometimes it's about our substance, you know? Because you think about it, substances get affected differently. So, for example, those two twins were in the exact same environment, but one turned out this way, one turned out that way. You look at boiling water. If you put an egg in boiling water, it turns it hard. But if you put a potato in there, it softens it. Hey, same environment, different result. It depends on our substance, what we've made of. You know, everyone in this room, if you've been through some stuff, that's good. Because that's what happens in life. We go through stuff. And God is always, God's never ever going to say, I'm going to take everything away from you. We were having a laugh about it this morning around how when you come to God, you think everything's going to be all good. And everything's going to be perfect. And everything's going to change. And it's not always that way. Sometimes things can get worse. Things can get harder. It's about trusting in God. It's about understanding the influence that he has on us. Yeah. I've been influenced in my life. And I look at it, you know, when I first was a young fella, um, you know, mum and dad split up when I was pretty young. A lot of alcohol and, and, and violence and stuff involved. So at a very young age, I had a lot of freedom, okay? And I love my old man now, and I get on really, really well now, and I, I really respect them. But back then, you know, it was quite hard. And I think, for me, one thing I remember as a young man is... is, 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 is uh, hello, um, is, seeing, is seeing my dad being a man that I didn't want to be. Now, the moment a young man sees that, that's hard, man, because all of a sudden, you know, everyone wants to be, be like their dad. Everyone wants their dad to be, to be a hero. They really want me. <laughs> um, everyone wants us to be a hero. You know what I mean? Everyone wants their dad to be a hero. And, you know, when, when you come to a conclusion you don't want to be like someone like that, you lose a bit of your identity without even knowing it. You know, because it's like, I don't want to be like that. Well, then who do you want to be like? You know, and for me, I remember at a very young age, I went off, I went off down this track and I met, I met a couple of men that were um, mentors of mine, that really did mentor and really did care about me, man. And, and it's quite funny, I've said this a few times, but they taught me all the wrong things in all the right ways. You know, and that's important, man, how you're taught the way you're taught, because, because the thing about it is you're only going to influence with what you have been influenced with. So that's all they knew. But, you know, I remember with these guys, you know, like they mentored me and I just wanted to be like them, you know. And if I'm honest, it, it, it wasn't that flash, you know what I mean? It was just because someone showed me attention, someone backed me, someone cared about me, and that influenced me. You know, and I ended up going down that track for a long time. I ended up you know, um, probably making some bad decisions because of those influences. And I'm not blaming them at all. But at the end of the day, these influences and my dis influenced my decision, which then changed my behaviour, which then changed the outcome. And I remember getting to a stage where, while I loved those guys and I looked up to them, I remember getting to a stage going, oh, I don't want to be like them now. 
You know what I mean? I got to a stage where I was like, oh, man, I don't want to be like these guys. I love them, but I don't want to end up like them. You know, and all it took, all it took was one man, one man who loved God enough, one man who was so influenced by the Spirit of God that he didn't even, he, didn't, he was fearless, absolutely fearless. He didn't wait for me to come to church. He came to us. He came and he joined our rugby team, and I'll never forget this. You know, we were doing all the things we were doing, as, as young men do, and, and he wasn't. And I remember when he first joined the team, he influenced me so much, which is so funny because when he first joined the team, after about two weeks, I realized there was something different about this man. He didn't do the things we did. He didn't drink. He didn't fight. He didn't, you know, he, he didn't swear. Um, everything about him was just nice. I know it's a funny word to use, but he was just such a nice guy. And I remember thinking to myself, I found out that he was a Christian after about two weeks. And I remember being like, oh, you know. I didn't even know any Christians, but I just, I don't know, I had this preconceived idea in my head. But I liked him. I liked him already. And he started to influence me massively. And I remember, I remember saying when I found out he was a Christian, going, oh, don't worry, we'll change him. Hey. Oh, he'll, he'll end up like us. He'll just, you know, he'll become like one of us. Little did I know he was going to flip my world on its head. Absolutely flip it on its head, man. And um, you know that he didn't even have to say much. His influence, his influence was just about how he conducted himself, how he handled himself, how he spoke. Everything he spoke seemed uh, wise. <laughs> Everything he said seemed like, wow, different from what I'd heard before. Proverbs 13.20 talks about the council. You know, if, we, if we're in, if we're in um, what's the word for it? Uh, if we're in uh, cahoots, depending on who we're, we're rubbing shoulders with, depending on who's influencing us, it's going to depend on how we turn out. Have we got those, that scripture? Or no? Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, who who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You know, the moment I came in this house and I heard the word, I thought, wow, that is mind-blowing. That is wise. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I remember hearing it going, that is different from anything I've ever heard before. I remember sitting in my chair and, and, and not just hearing the words, feeling them, feeling the life of the Spirit of God in me, man, because here's the thing about it. It's not just my words. There's no power in my words. There's power in God's word and there's power in his anointing and his spirit. And I remember coming in this house and just hearing for the first time truth. For the first time hearing truth and hearing it boldly, you know. And I remember walking out of here being so influenced by the man of God that was speaking up here. So influenced. Couldn't stop thinking about it. I got home. I sat there for hours. And I, I was still on drugs then. I was trying to get clean. And so I went home and I remember getting all the drugs ready and everything. And Because and, I used to take them to sleep and and to wake up, and to live during the day, and to um, yeah, do everything. So, and I remember this day, I remember this day clear as ever, being so influenced by the Word of God, that the Spirit of God said to me, you don't need these drugs. Yeah. I asked him, was he sure? <laughs> sure feels like I do. But you know what? I didn't. And I remember going to sleep that night for the first time in 10 years. Clean and waking up the next day, slept like a baby, and woke up the next day, and my whole world had changed because I'd been influenced by the Spirit of God. 
You know, Proverbs 27:17 talks about the other side of it. Iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen another. So depending on if you're hanging out with fools, you're going to become foolish. But if you're hanging out with men of iron that are going to sharpen you, then you're going to become sharp. Yeah. I look at the influences today. I don't know many of them because I'm too old. I really am. It's, it's, a, it's a 12-year-old game. Okay? So I looked at the influences. Like millions of followers. Millions and millions of followers. 24-7 access to people through social media, right? And look, may I be as bold to say, the ones I have seen, absolutely talentless. Absolutely talentless. Like, I'm not being mean. They have, like, it's, they find some quirky little gimmicky thing to get a 20 seconds of attention and become famous, and then people look towards them as an influence. What's their cred- credentials? You know, even sports stars. I love sport, but I'm not going to go to a sports star to talk about the, the things of the world. I'm not going to a celebrity to ask them about big decisions in my life. But this is how the world's becoming. They're just looking for faceless, nameless, talentless people that will just entertain them. You know, that, that's what's happening in our world. And the thing about it we've got to realize is, is as influences in that, you're just grabbing a snapshot of your life. Not the whole movie, you're just grabbing snapshots. I could impress you with a couple of snapshots and I could probably disappoint you with a couple. Depends on which ones you choose. But you've got to know the whole story. You can't just see shots of it. You've got to see the whole movie of someone, you know, to see if they've got some substance and credentials about them to, to speak into your life. See, the thing I love about God is that we speak the word. That's the biggest credential you can get. That keeps us safe. Because you know, it's not my opinion, it's not me, or it's not my favorite things. It's speaking the word. So yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, you know. You know, it's not where people's trust should be. We need to look for people of integrity, with wisdom, and godly countenance, godly counsel. Yeah. Because the world influences heavily, man. It's so heavy these days. Um, and I, I don't know, I look back at my day, and, you know, I could get influenced by the people around me, but I can be influenced by someone over in America or China or, you know, wherever. But these days, influence can come from anywhere, anywhere and everywhere. You don't even know. Yeah. But, you know, it warns in the word in 2 Timothy, it says people become lovers of themselves. Man, read that scripture. Have a read when you go home and read that scripture. And, and re- it, It's almost like describing the world these days. It's almost like describing how people are these days, you know. And when you look at it, I used to look at that scripture and go, oh, that's a bit rough. It's <laughs> a bit of a harsh scripture. And now I look at it and go, wow, it's, you can see it unfolding. And you know, all you, and here's the thing, if all you hear is the world views, man, I, I don't know how I could live life without hearing the word of God. I really don't. Without hearing it every week, without hearing it every day, without reading it, I don't know. How do you counter all the negative views of the world? The news and the media are biased. It's all skewed. It's fear-mongering. There's, it's sensationalism. It's, a lot of the time, it's more around just a story than whether it's true. You know, and if all we're doing is listening to that and we've got no balance or nothing to counter it, no wonder people start to get fear and frustration. You know, we, we saw it with COVID-19. When COVID-19 hit, you saw, you saw, 
The church is called to be the voice of reason. We know. We know. It's called to be the voice of reason, and the answers are in the word. But you know, man, I know heaps of Christians that were looking towards podcasts and stuff articles and the world and, and more spinning around what was happening rather than looking at what our response should be, you know? And we were fortunate in this church because, you know, this church has stood for a long time and the pastors and leaders have been through a lot of stuff <laughs> uh, and, know, and know, know the word. So, yeah, it's um, interesting. Eh? Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world. There's one version that says don't be squeezed into the box of the world. And if you have a look at it, it's, it's becoming, it's becoming uh, what's the word for it? Uh, harder and harder not to conform sometimes because the world's starting to encroach in other areas of our lives. You know what I mean? So, the, And what I'm getting at here is Daniel, back in the day when Daniel did not agree with what was going on in governments and in, with the king. He influenced not just people but the king. You know, and, and what, what it was was he could not line up with what the world's conformity was saying. And I think that's the place that we're going to be coming to. We're not going to be able to speak the word of God. You know, already preachers over in America getting, are getting arrested just for preaching, just for saying scriptures out on the word, you know. And they might be at protests and things like that, so the police will say, look, we don't want, we don't want um, you know, any trouble here and that. But that's freedom of speech, you know. And there, there's, I, I believe there's a day coming where we're the word of God is they're going to try and censor it, you know? And that's where we can't conform. We can't align with the world culture. You know, here's the thing about it too. Churches, man, we can't compromise. The, the strength of the word is its truth. You know, it's, it's a tr- and, and we can't twist the word to please people. We, we can't change the godly culture to suit the world's culture. That's not how it works. The word of God changes the world. You know, I look at Jesus. Jesus was one of the original influencers. He was the original influencer. And he started with 12 followers. He had 12 followers, man. 12 followers, the disciples. He named them. He called them. And now you have a look. Billions of followers. And not just followers. Lives changed. People set free. People healed. 180 turnarounds in life. You know, in spite of the past, in spite of environment, in spite of everything else, God just moves. You know, it it doesn't matter about your upbringing or or anything like that. When God wants to move and we're willing to let him, man, that's where changes. Psalm 145 says, One generation will declare his mighty works and his goodness to another. One after another, after another, after another. That hasn't been happening in the world. There's been generations that have missed out because they haven't had it passed down from generation to generation. That's one of the things I love about becoming a Christian and a man of God is raising my kids in the Word of God and just and knowing that they've got that imparted in them. Just knowing that. You know? And that seed's there and it's been passed down. You know? We, we, talk, we talk about it. We speak about the goodness of God. We glorify him all the time. I remind my kids of how good God has been to us. Man, I tell you what, raising five kids, not easy. Yeah. But God is good. All the time, buddy. Yeah. Psalm 145. I actually love that scripture. 
uh, declaring it from generation to generation to generation. And that's our job, speaking it life into our families and our kids and our, and our kids' kids. You know, this is the thing. Jesus, man, was the most well-known. I said he had 12 followers and it went to billions of followers. He's the most well-known person consistently throughout history, like consistently throughout, throughout centuries. Even people who don't believe he's real know his name. Even people who don't believe in him know his name. The name of Jesus. Everyone knows the name of Jesus. Every, every over centuries. It's mind-blowing that, 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 that God stays so relevant throughout the whole of time, that God can speak to my heart and change me and influence me now the same he did a thousand years ago. The same he did last year. 10 years, 50 years, 100 years. And he's relevant because he's a living God. You know, Philippians 2, 9, 11 says he's the name above all names. The name above all names. He's the one. He's the name above all names because he's the most powerful name, but he's also the most well-known name. And he's the only name we need to know. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. These are the influential days that we're walking into where people will declare their, their love for God, where every knee will bow, every tongue will confess it talks about. That comes from us influencing. And that's happening. I don't know about you, but, but man, there's an interest in the things of God at the moment. You don't have to ask too much, and it's not a hard conversation to have. It's easy to see where God slides into life because God is life. We just need to be bold enough to just open our mouths sometimes, look at opportunities, be influential. Don't disqualify yourself. I find that sometimes. I find Christians disqualify themselves. They think that, oh, well, you know, I'm not a preacher, or I'm not this, and I shouldn't, but everyone has the word of God in them. And everyone can influence people. Yeah. You know, Jesus, he's, he's, he's impacted for years. Like I said, he's, he's so relevant. And it's because he's unchangeable. See, Hebrews 13.8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. It's because he doesn't have to be anything different. You don't, you don't, you don't try and fix something that's not broke. You, you don't change something that works. And that's why it works, is because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever and ever. He's the most consistent thing we can have that we can anchor our lives to. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. Once we accept God, we're going to realize man is influential. We are influential. Genesis 1.26, it says that we were given dominion over everything, over everything, and it talks about the beasts and the fish and the... And the creeping, every creepy, crawly thing, we have dominion over. I don't know about the weather. Weather freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> but it does. But we, but we do. We have dominion over everything. And then if you have a look at Psalm 8, 4 to 5, it says that, hey, what is man that you are so mindful of him that you have made him just a little bit lower than yourself? That's actually the, the translation. Some of it says angels. But it's actually a little bit lower. I and mean, if you have a look into it, do a little study, L-O-M. And that's, and that's the thing about it is that he's, yeah, he's, he, he um, sorry, I lost what I was thinking there. Ah, that's it, yeah, a little bit lower than God. So we're influential. We're influential. Abraham influenced God, you know? 
people over the years have influenced God. You know, he influenced God around, around having a baby with his 100-year-old wife. And he influenced God. You know, when Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be, um, God was going to destroy it. Man pleaded with him. Man pleaded with him and said, what if I find 50 righteous men? What if I find 10? He influenced God. Like, we're influential. And, and, and I, don't, I, want us, I think sometimes we under, undermine the influence that we have as well. People want to hear what you've got to say. Trust me, because it's the word of God. People need to be influenced. Right, I'm going to finish up on this last little bit because you guys have been so well behaved. Um, yeah, you know, uh, something I've really been learning over the last year, and I've always known this, but it's just increasing, increasing, is how valuable it is to know God, to know the Word, and to know His Spirit. Just how valuable that is in the days that we live in. You know, we've been given the ability to speak life and hope and change circumstances through influencing people. And that life needs to be spoken, man. Matthew 5.16, it says, talks about a light, the light of Christ that's in us. And it says, don't hide your light. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. What that's saying is, is let the love of God influence people. Because that's the strongest, strongest influence we can have is love. That's the strongest thing because the word of God is called is a truth, but it's called to be applied in love. If we apply it for any other motive or any other reason than, than love, it, it, it just it can come out wrong. It can come across wrong. Yeah, it's got to be the light. You know, and I want to encourage people. You know, sometimes we do, I said before, we disqualify ourselves. We disqualify ourselves and just think, oh, no, I can't do that. No, I'm not there. Oh, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. Um, and I just want to encourage people. You know, every single one of us goes through times where we feel like, oh, it's hard or something, you know? And I, I just want to share a little story just, just as I finish. About three years ago, I was, I was in a place where I was just, um, I was struggling, man. Like, I just found everything hard. I was finding life hard. I was finding work hard. I was finding family hard. Um, and everything was just, I don't know, just, and, and so what I started to do, and I, I, I've only just sort of looked back on this, I didn't realize at the time, I started to shrink a little bit, started withdrawing shrink back a little bit, and I got to a stage where I was just like, I just want to keep my head down, man, I, you know, I just want to go under the radar and keep my head down, and I felt like I was uh, not hiding, but I felt like I was just treading water, just treading water. Anyway, I get this phone call from this guy, and he says, um, hey, we want you to come up and talk about your haka that you do, because we, we want to do it at Parliament, in front of everyone at Parliament. And I remember just sitting there going, oh, man, I so don't want to do <laughs> Bad attitude, eh? Really bad attitude. I was like, oh, I so don't want to do this. And then I said, but I thought, man, I don't know, there was something that I went, you know what, I'm going to go meet this man. I'm going to go meet him. And I get there. And he's got our haka written up in Māori. He's got it written up in English. He's got all the scriptures that are in it there. And he's already. And I walk in, I'm like, oh, man. Start chatting with the fellow, and he starts, you know. So he understood our haka. He, he, he took the time to, to read it and learn it and that. But then I start talking to him, and I said to him, um, what do you want to do the haka for? And it was because they'd taken the name of Jesus out of the parliamentary prayer, which I thought really fitted the kaupapa of our haka. 
So I was like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, right, that would fit really well. And then he says to me, I said, what are your plans? What are your plans? And he said, oh, I want you to teach 300 men. 300 men the sucker. Um, and we're going to do it on Parliament steps. And I'm being like, oh, wow. But I don't know, there was something, I'd been influenced by him, by his spirit, you know, and I was like, I think, I think we're meant to do this. So I said to him, yeah, okay, then look, let's, let's look into this. The next week I'm sitting in Parliament, in this parliamentarian's office, sitting there just going, what am I doing here? Like, why, why am I here? You know, and everyone's sitting there talking and that. And, you know, I just, it was so bizarre because I was so reluctant. It was, and yeah, I was so reluctant and I, I was almost disqualifying myself from it. And, you know, in the end, that was the best thing for me. That was the most amazing thing. I went, I did go around, I didn't, I didn't train 300, but I went around about five churches just training people, teaching people. We got a big group together and we went and did that haka. And it was amazing. And I look back on it now and the significance of it and the honour that our haka was used and the honour that I was able to lead it and everything. I would have missed out on that. If I disqualified myself thinking, no, I'm not up for it, I'm not right. You know, at the end of the day, it's God that you've got to trust in. You know, and that's what I, 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 I sense too. It's like, it's not about you. You just get there. You just get there and I'll, I'll do something. You just, you just do what you're meant to do. And you know, that man influenced me massively, massively. And, and you know, I look back on it and I go, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have had that opportunity if I hadn't have taken it. And the reason why I use it is because of Matthew 5.16. Let your light shine. Hey, don't disqualify yourself. Speak with boldness. You're a child of God. You got the word of God, the truth. You got the spirit of God, you know? So I just want to encourage us. Be influential. Be influential. You already are. Without even knowing it, sometimes we can impact people. But we're called to influence. Father God, Lord, I give you thanks and praise. I give you all the glory, Lord, that you have influenced my life and many here, Father God, that you are continually influencing by your spirit. You're continually drawing by your goodness and your love, Father God, Lord. You're continually, continually revealing and showing things to us, Lord God. I pray, Father God, Lord, that we be able to see, Lord God, the, the, um, the positive, Lord God, the encouragement, the things that you're trying to say and do, Father God, Lord, in us, Father. And so, Lord, we give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen, Amen, Amen. You know, it, it, it says to who much is given, much is required. You know, when we're given the truth and we're given the word of God and that there's, there's something required from us. And, you know, I, I want to pray for people this morning. I want to pray for people um, over, around either influences around them or, or influences from them. I also want to pray for anyone that just, I don't know, maybe you do feel like that holding back is you, you know, where you don't feel something's holding you back from just sharing and being an influential with the word, amen? So look, just right now, let's just sit for a while. We can go out to the cafe soon, but let's just sit for a while and we've got some music, James. And just while the music's playing, let's just close our eyes for five minutes. And if you feel you want prayer, and just during that time you come up, once we've given it a few minutes, if you don't need prayer, then you can go out into the cafe or you can sit here and support. But we just want to pray for some people. Amen? So yeah, let's just close our eyes. 
listen to the Word of God. Listen to the Spirit of God that's speaking to us. Amen.